Hello and welcome to Thoughts from the Bible. I am Adam Zander and have been serving as a missionary in Romania for over a decade. Join me every week as we look at simple thoughts from the Bible to help us in our daily walk with Christ and our relationships with our fellow man. Hello from Romania. Hope you're having a nice day. Today we will continue our series from the book of Isaiah. Last week we looked at a message from chapter 4 entitled, The Bride of Christ. This week we will look at a message from chapter 4 called, The Lord's Vineyard. I hope you are enjoying these messages from the book of Isaiah. Let's read our verses for today, which are found in Isaiah chapter 5, verses 1 through 7. Isaiah chapter 5, verses 1 through 7. Now will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. My well-beloved hath a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. And he fenced it, and gathered out the stones thereof, and planted it with the choicest vine, and built a tower in the midst of it, and also made a winepress therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes." And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, betwixt me and my vineyard. What could have been done more to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Wherefore, when I looked that it should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes? And now go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof, and it shall be eaten up, and break down the wall thereof, and it shall be trodden down. And I will lay it waste. It shall not be pruned nor digged, but there shall come up briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of a Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the mid of Judah his pleasant plant. And he looked for judgment, but behold, oppression, for righteousness, but behold, a cry. In Isaiah chapter 5, the nation of Israel is pictured as the Lord's vineyard. He protected, prepared, and planted his vineyard. He looked for to bring forth good fruit. But instead, it brought forth wild fruit. This wild fruit was fruit that could have grown without the Lord's help. So the Lord breaks down the walls, treads the grapes, and allows thorns and briars to come in the middle of the vines. He stopped the rain from blessing his vineyard, and he did not prune it. And so the house of Israel slowly became ruined. This is a very sad picture of what happens when you do not obey the Lord and you forsake him. I believe this is also a good picture of how the church today is slowly dying. The Lord has blessed and watered the church. He has taken great care of his church. In fact, he died for it. But the church in general today has neglected the Lord. It has denied him and turned its back to the Lord. Of course, every church has not done this. I'm talking about the churches in general in the world. 
And so the church today is slowly dying. The influence of the world has entered into many, many churches. There are thorns and wild fruit. There is false doctrine and unbelievers. Yes, the church today is full of unsaved people and false doctrine. So Isaiah chapter 5 continues, and the Lord pronounces six woes. These are warnings from the Lord because his people had forsaken him. What is a woe? What does it mean when you see the word woe in the Bible? A woe is something that causes sorrow or distress. Judah did these things, and it was causing them sorrow and distress. The Bible says, woe unto you. They brought this sorrow and trouble unto themselves. So we are going to look today at six woes from Isaiah chapter 5. Number one today, the Bible tells them, Woe to them that join house to house and field to field. This was the sin of covetousness. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 8. Woe unto them that join house to house, that lay field to field, till there be no place, that they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth. It seems here in Isaiah chapter 5 that they were buying houses and lands next to each other, until one person owned everything. This was against the law of Moses. Each family was supposed to have his own inheritance in the land. Let's compare Isaiah chapter 5, verse 8, with Micah chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Woe to them that devise iniquity and work evil upon their beds. When the morning is light, they practice it, because it is in the power of their hand. And they covet fields and take them by violence, and houses and take them away. So they oppress a man in his house, even a man in his heritage. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, against this family do I devise an evil, from which ye shall not remove your necks, neither shall ye go haughtily, for this time is evil. In that day shall one take up a parable against you, and lament with a doleful lamentation, and say, We be utterly spoiled. He hath changed the portion of my people. How hath he removed it from me? Turning away, he hath divided our fields. So here in Isaiah, they coveted their neighbor's house and lands and took them. Judah and Israel have become very corrupt and evil. One of the things they did was oppress one another. We can read about this again in Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 13. For from the least of them, even unto the greatest of them, every one is given to covetousness. And from the prophet, even unto the priest, every one dealeth falsely. Instead, the leaders were supposed to act like this in Exodus chapter 18, verse 21. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them, to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties and rulers of tens. So they were supposed to hate covetousness. God does not like covetousness. Covetousness is desiring something you do not have, something that is not yours. God hates that and tells them, woe unto you. 
Let's see what Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, verse 15. And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. Instead, we need to be content with what we have. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he has said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Let's now look at the second woe in Isaiah chapter 5. Let's read Isaiah chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night, till wine inflame them. And the harp and the viol, the tabret and pipe and wine are in their feast, but they regard not the work of the Lord, neither consider the operation of his hands. So the second woe is the sin of entertainment and partying. They live their life for pleasure and partying. Sound familiar? They were in constant search of fun, music, drinks, and had no time to consider the work of the Lord. Unfortunately, many of God's children run after one form of entertainment to the next. They are never content with quietness. They always have to be entertained. We should not be that way as God's children. In 1 Peter chapter 4, we read about how some people in the world live and what Hollywood promotes. Let's read 1 Peter chapter 4 verses 2 through 5 that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles, when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange that you run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you, who shall give an account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead. And in 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 13 through 15, and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime, spots they are, and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings, while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, and heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children, which have forsaken the right way, and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Besor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. We need to learn to live a quiet and peaceable life. A Christian should not need entertainment and parties to make them happy. Yes, we can have fun, we can enjoy good food and games, but if we have to run after entertainment to make us happy and content, something is very, very wrong. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, the Bible says, And that ye study to be quiet, and to do your own business, and to work with your own hands, as we commanded you, that ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. When a people walk in the ways of the Lord and they do not complain, you will find a happy people. Psalms chapter 144 verses 14 and 15, that our oxen may be strong to labor, that there be no breaking in nor going out, 
that there be no complaining in our streets. Happy is that people that is in such a case. Yea, happy is that people whose God is the Lord. So the second woe we find in Isaiah chapter 5 is woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink. So the second woe we find is woe unto them that rise early, to those that seek entertainment and partying. Number three today, Isaiah chapter 5 tells us, Woe unto them that draw sin and vanity unto themselves. Isaiah chapter 5, verses 18 and 19, Woe unto them that draw iniquity with cords of vanity, and sin, as it were, with a cart rope, that say, Let him make speed and hasten his work, that we may see it, and let the counsel of the Holy One draw nigh and come, that we may know it. We should be drawing near unto God instead of drawing near unto sin. Psalms chapter 73 verse 28, But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord, that I may declare all thy works. People of this world draw sin towards themselves, but Jesus wants to draw people to his saving grace. Look what Jesus said in John chapter 12, verse 32, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. And then James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. The sad part is people draw sin towards themselves, but then sin will wrap around them and trap them. Look at this in Proverbs chapter 5, verses 21 and 22. For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. So here in Isaiah chapter 5, they were drawing sin unto themselves, and the Lord tells them, Woe unto you. Number four today, Isaiah tells us, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. The definition of what is right has changed in our day. It used to be that people had a sense of morality. Right was right and wrong was wrong. But that is not the case anymore. People hate the light. They hate the right way. And they love the darkness. They love sin. They call living, according to the Bible, evil and living for the devil righteousness. Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 22. For my people is foolish, they have not known me. They are sought as children, and they have none understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good they have no knowledge. Amos chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Seek good and not evil, that ye may live. And so the Lord, the God of hosts, shall be with you as ye have spoken. Hate the evil and love the good, and establish judgment in the gate. It may be that the Lord God of hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of Joseph.
And then Malachi chapter 2, verse 17. Ye have wearied the Lord with your words, yet ye say, Wherein have we wearied him? When ye say, Everyone that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delighteth in them. Or, Where is the God of judgment? So here in Isaiah it says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Number five today, it tells us, Woe unto them that are wise and prudent in their own sight. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 21, Woe unto them that are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. This is self-explanatory. People really do think that their way is correct and God's way is wrong. Israel often did what was right in their own eyes instead of doing what the Lord commanded. Judges 21 verse 25 tells us this, In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes, and they got into a lot of trouble by doing that. Proverbs 12:15. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. Proverbs 21, verse 2, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. We must walk in the wisdom of the Lord and not in our own knowledge and wisdom. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 8, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. And number six and last today, Isaiah tells us, Woe unto them that drink strong drink, that justify the wicked, and take away the righteousness of the righteous. Isaiah chapter 5 verses 22 and 23. Woe unto them that are mighty to drink wine, and men of strength to mingle strong drink, which justify the wicked for reward, and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Here we have Judah drinking strong drink, and then defending the wicked for money. Instead, they were supposed to justify the righteous. Deuteronomy chapter 25 verse 1, If there be a controversy between men, and they come unto judgment, that the judges may judge them, then shall they justify the righteous and condemn the wicked. Here in Isaiah, they also took the righteousness of the righteous from him. How did they do this? Let's read Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 15, Woe unto him that giveth his neighbor drink, that puttest thy bottle to him, and makest him drunken also, that thou mayest look on their nakedness. Here, someone is making their neighbor drunk to take their righteousness away. That is what they were doing in Isaiah chapter 5. Wicked men will use alcohol to rob people of their purity and put them into a shameful position. So here in Isaiah chapter 5, we read of a Lord's vineyard, which is the house of Israel. The Lord had taken great care of his vineyard, but Israel displeases the Lord, and now he pronounces six woes unto them. And Israel now reaps what they had sown. 
I believe we find a picture here in Isaiah of how the Lord in general has forsaken the Lord. It is a warning to the church now how the Lord will chasten it for forsaking the correct way. Now, the good news today is that not all churches have forsaken the Lord's way. There are still many good churches that fear the Lord and stay true to what the Bible teaches. If you are part of such a church, then please encourage your pastor and leaders to continue in the correct biblical way. I hope this lesson on Isaiah chapter 5 was a help and blessing. Next time, Lord willing, we will look at another message from the book of Isaiah. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great day.